What's up, everybody, and welcome to Row Time with Bryce. I'm Bryce Hansen. I'm your host of this little shindig. The premise is super simple. I got a lot of ideas flowing around in my head, and well, I also spend a lot of time behind the wheel of a vehicle. I mean, I drive 30 minutes into work, I drive 30 minutes back home for work, and some days I'm on the road for work. So I figured, why not put a few of these down some short episodes for you to take a listen to and we'll just see where this baby goes howdy howdy thanks a bunch for tuning in this is once again Bryce Hansen with road time today little roadies kind of wish that catches on hope it does at least anyway Today, we're going to talk about some travel observations. I was able to go down to Orlando. No, we did not go to Disney. Holy shiitake mushroom cream pie. I don't know if people who aren't from down there, so like people you know from around where you live, and if see your kids under the age of the amount we got asked I would say 17 so if you have kids under the age of 17 and they tell someone they went to Orlando immediately there's this light bulb moment there's a glow in the other person's eyes and they say oh did you go to to Disneyland No, we didn't go to Disneyland. We just hung out by the pool. Disneyland is too crowded. Or Disney World. Disney World is Florida. Disneyland is California. Which I heard is the red-headed stepchild of the Disneys. Anyway, Disney. No, we didn't go there. We just hung out by the pool. It's too crowded. It's not the happiest place on earth. I so bad, if I could, had the money to do it, I would want to invest in a way to take before and after pictures for Disney. Walking in, you see cargo shorts, t-shirts, backpacks on both shoulders, probably buckled across the chest, smiles, sunglasses, Water bottles, sunscreen, strollers, no one's crying. On the way out, did you go to Disney? Are you sure you were at Disney? Because it looks like you are on the run. It looks like you and your family just committed or witnessed a heinous crime and now you're on the run. That backpack that was once nice and neat on two shoulders, no, one shoulder, not buckled across the chest, hanging off, one to two zippers completely undone, stuffed animal ready to fall out. We have red faces. Huh. About two hours in, you realize that you were just going to let the sunscreen go by the wayside because I can't keep up with that. 
How am I going to keep up with sunscreen for everyone while still affording $18 water bottles? And they're also in a bad mood because all you've pumped yourself full of is nasty fried foods. What do you want on an 86 degree day for lunch? After waiting in line. After walking seven miles. Chicken fingers, french fries, and mac and cheese. That sounds perfect. That sounds perfect. Give me one color food on my plate. Just do it. No, even better. Give me hot steaming pizza with the chicken fingers and fries. And a Coke. Boom. I mean, it's not that happy of a place. If you look around, you can make it happy yourself. But I'm a people watcher. And by people watcher, I have a staring problem that my wife constantly reminds me about that I really need to stop. But I can't help it. I just observe. I don't call it staring. I'm observing. When I'm staring at you, and this ties in nicely because this is the same thing in airports. When I'm staring at you, I am not judging. I'm observing. I'm observing your current state of complete dissatisfaction and annoyance walking through Disney World. That's all I'm doing. I am observing that you are so exhausted talking to your wife that you're not noticing your beautiful four-year-old who has a lovely princess get up now why you decided to do that in the first two hours of the day instead of the last thing you did before you left the park is beyond me. But your family, your choice, you get it, boo. But there you are. Talking to your wife, your beautiful princess daughter, you're not seeing that she's feeding a seagull half a french fry and then biting off the other half. You're not seeing that. You're not seeing that little Timmy has his fingers so far up his nose he's going to find his own magic kingdom up there in his head. You're not seeing that. I am. I'm taking it all in. Who? Apparently, we can just do a whole conversation about Disney in and of itself. Memories? Check. Nostalgia? Check. Cornering a market? Check. Branding? Check. Wonderful in-person experience at the park? Show me that trip advisor. Show me that trip advisor. Anyway, so my boys are constantly asked if we went to Disney World. And you could tell even they were getting tired of it. At first, they were looking around, all happy. Oh, no, not this time. You know, I went to the boat, did this, that. Um, been to Disney before, bada, bada, bada. Oh, boy. About 10 questions later, and this was just from people working at the airport. Which I get. I get them actually saying it back. I get that if you are working the gate at an airplane. 
you would ask if someone went to Disney, but if you see that many people, wouldn't you think that you'd be able to spot someone who's been to Disney? Wouldn't they have a specific look or even smell of just dissatisfied exhaustion for the parents and just like the kids in a different dimension because of how tired they are. I would think so. But we got back home and it continued. More people asking and finally the boy's just like, no, didn't go to Disney, so... Anyway, not everyone who goes to Orlando with their family goes to Disney. I know you're excited to connect and to see the excitement of a, you know, a child telling a story, but how about you just ask them what they did? Just ask them, what'd you guys do? And if they say Disney, oh, you're in there like swimwear, baby. Have that conversation. But if Disney doesn't even come up, I'm guessing they didn't go to Disney. So anyway, traveling there, a few really interesting things going on in the airport. I know airports have been covered at nauseum, but there are a couple ones that I haven't heard that I wanted to just point out. Uh, Big families traveling together you don't need to be wearing matching t-shirts telling us what you're doing for everyone to be aware that you're traveling together and going to the same place. First of all, instead of walking two by two like Noah did with the animals, you are in some staggered amoeba of a formation And because you're such a big family, we have a wide range of ages, which means we have a wide range of walking tempos. And you cannot be passed. You are an impenetrable wall. Thinking about that, if a country actually had, you know, concerns about immigration, just put large families heading to a family function, like Johnny's graduation on your shirt or... Henderson Family Reunion 2021. Just have a bunch of them meandering up and down. Tell them to walk from one end of the border to the other. And no one's getting through because you can't pass them. It can't be done. Also, we know you're together because you just look like you're together. No one walks that close but still far apart. Interested in each other but so disinterested in each other other than a large family traveling to the same place. So that's all I'm saying. Also, for the, not even morning flights, just any time at the airport, the amount of time you wait in line to get food, If you have anything to think about when it comes to your order in terms of what you want, I do not have any patience for you. We have together stood in the same line for the last 20 minutes. You also picked 
to stand in this line, which means you picked this place to get your food or beverage, which means you have an idea going in of what kind of food and beverage they have. Otherwise, you wouldn't have picked it unless you are some psycho willy-nilly just walk into a line and I will figure out everything when I get to the front. I could be getting my nails done. I could be buying a magazine. I could be walking out an exit. I'm just going to get in line. Oh, this is the bathroom? Ha! I thought it was Starbucks. No, you know what you're in line for. So if we are in line at an airport, for example, Starbucks, and it's your turn to order, and now you have to figure out what the hell drink you want, that should be grounds for the cashier to punch you in the face. You know the cartoons where they had that little gun thing that had the boxing glove spring-loaded, and you'd press it, and it it would pop someone right in the face? They should just have those on standby. And they, should, and they should have powder on it. They should have powder on it so that way if you get popped in the face and you have whatever the colors, we'll just say green, you got now a green circle right on your face. Now everyone can see for the rest of the time traveling at the airport, you're a dumbass. And so we can keep our distance or we can plan for it accordingly. Expectation and reality, as long as those are in alignment, I'm okay. If I expect or have an expectation of something bad or there's going to be a long wait time and there's a long wait time, well, at least I expected it. If I can see by the green powder dot on your face that you're a dumbass, okay, I'll plan for it. I understand. All right, all right, I'm behind the dumbass. I'm not going to get excited until this person has been completely helped, until they have somehow figured out the drink that they want and fumbled through and paid some on a prepaid master debit card that they got for the trip and some in cash. And I swear I got the exact change. A, there's COVID. B, who cares? C, stop using spare change. Just keep it like everyone should in a jug. And when the jug gets full, you turn it into cash and you do something with that. This whole, oh, I think I got the change. Ugh. It's nasty. Don't do it. Anyway, that's my gripe with lines. Just, you know what you were going to get. So just get it. Just get it. Do it. I think that's about it from the observations. From the airport, like I said, a lot of the other ones have already been, you know, talked about from someone who just looks miserable to be alive working the TSA to the people talking on the monitor about the flight information, but you have no idea what the hell they're talking about because it sounds like they're trying to swallow that little microphone that they talk into. I can't understand a word you just said. And now you're looking like, now you're looking like you're mad because we didn't know what you said. No one knows what you said. The person standing next to you doesn't even know what you said. Oh, that got me thinking of one more, one more, one more. Just give me one more. 
The other is when the boarding process starts, and I'm sure everyone has thought this or felt this. It probably talked about it. All right, plane 743 with service to Charlotte, North Carolina, is going to start boarding with our super deluxe preferred customers. Why does everyone stand up? Why, why does it, Nancy... Your boarding zone on your boarding pass says seven. We've got to get through the damn people with young children and military. First class, super preferred customer, then zone one, two, three, four. Is it your turn? No, you ain't allowed through the door. Five, six, pick up sticks because it's still not your turn to board and you are in line chomping at the bit. This is one I genuinely don't understand because are you afraid the plane's going to leave? Because it's not. You're there. You are, you are there. If for some reason you get frozen in a stupor, they're going to say, last call, Passenger Henderson, you'll be right there and you're going to be fine. Part two, now we're taking up almost as much space as the Johnsons that are headed to their family reunion walking through the airport and they're amoeba of a shape. And then everyone gets real territorial, which I know is like the animal instinct, but like this is my space, my space, my space, not Facebook, do, 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 my space. And everyone's like slowly nudging around, trying to be like, ooh, I'm next in line, ooh, I'm next in line, ooh, I'm next in line, ooh, I'm next in line. It's exhausting. Like I said, I'm an observer. It's exhausting to watch and it's exhausting to be a part of and I don't understand it. I will just sit there with my wife and my boys until we are called, till it's our turn. And it's a wonderful feeling. Especially this pastime because my wife is amazing she was able to get us a very inexpensive upgrade into first class for our first flight. Boom. That was nice. Because we did get to inch our way through. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Right through all the people who were already up waiting when it's not even close to your turn yet. That was fantastic. It felt fantastic. I loved every second of it. Yeah, that's a me thing, and I know it's because I have a pet peeve, apparently, about people who stand up way before their boarding zone for flights. But I loved it. I realize now in reflecting that it's very selfish, and that probably talks about something going on inside of me, but that's why I work with a counselor. We'll figure it out. We're all figuring it out. Don't worry about that. But that is the other thing I noticed, is the pre-board nonsense that happens. Oh, why are you standing up? Deborah, Colin, Joe, why are you standing up? Why are you standing up? And quite honestly, I don't know why a family with young children would want to get on the plane first. I don't. I know it's to give you more time to get settled. I've traveled with young children. I will wait to be the last person on that plane unless it is a infant child baby that is sleeping. And then go ahead, get on the plane, sleep away. But otherwise, are you kidding me? With my seven and four year old, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a couple more laps, up and down, up and down while we wait. 
boom. I don't care that we were in section three and they're up to section nine. Nope, we're still going. We're still going because no one's taking my seat. And if someone is dumb enough to try, you know what you have? A ticket for your seat. There are not multiple 16Ds on this flight. There is one 16D. And my ticket says it. So you're fine. You're fine, baby boo. Don't worry about it. So next time you're in an airport, just look out for those couple things. Try to enjoy that family that's taken up all of Concourse B. Keep a head up for a person who should be walking around with a green dot on their face because they're the type of person who gets to the front of a line and still doesn't know what they want. And then just have a blast watching people stand up at the first sound of the microphone clicking on for someone to speak something inaudible because they're trying to swallow the microphone to tell us it's time to board. And then all of a sudden, everyone's buttholes clench and we But anyway, oh, this one's longer. Cool, I like it. Thanks a bunch for listening. I appreciate you. Now go crush the rest of your day. Peace.